Mises to pieces. Amen. We're grateful tonight to be back in the house of the Lord. It is a good thing to be in the house of the Lord. We want to continue with our study of the book of Ecclesiastics on this night and we will begin to look at the 10th chapter and I probably should have did the 10th and 11th tonight but we'll do 11 next week but we'll look at the 10th chapter tonight this chapter almost gave me a few troubles and not understanding some of the things that Solomon was talking about in this chapter until we were able to look at uh, some of the writings of Dr. McGee and others that wanted to be able to wanted to make sure that we knew what we was talking about because it it talks from a perspective of some things that we are not accustomed to and the reason why it is things that we're not accustomed to is because we do not live in his time frame or in the what the middle east so some of his sayings are proverbs from that region of time and so he starts out on tonight's lesson by saying dead flies cause the ointment of the apothecary to send forth a stinking savor. So does a little folly him that is in reputation for wisdom and honor. All right. All right, Sister Biggins, you like you looked up like man, this is a piece of cake. I got this. I know exactly what he's talking about. Solomon begins in the first verse of chapter number ten. It really is a. I don't know how they cut it off, but you really have to look back at verse number eighteen of chapter number nine because he starts off talking about the follies of wisdom. Are you with me? Well, in actuality, we, you would have to go back almost back to verse 15 because it talks about the wise man, the poor wise man. Then he talks about wisdom again, 16, 17, he talks about a wise man. And then he talks about wisdom is better than war. Uh, wisdom is better than weapons of war. So he concludes with the thought, with a contrast between a ointment that smells what? Good. But it has been what? Spoiled because it had what? Flies in it. Now, Solomon was a, a, a man that really looked at stuff. I can't tell you how flies smell. Amen. I, I don't know. You know, maybe I ain't been around enough of them to, to know and, and wasn't looking to find out how they were smelling. Amen. Uh huh. Yeah, they show up now. They're gonna show up, and they're gonna take what you got if you don't watch them. 
That might be a whole bunch of dead flies around me. But look what he said. Dead flies call what? The ointment of the apothecary to send forth a stinking savor. Now, the first thing that we have to do is dissect this verse. Because what Solomon is saying to us, if dead stuff get in perfume, this is what this is what that is. It's a perfume that what? Smells good. But if you get dead flies in it, it changes the what? The odor. It changes it from a good smelling savor to a stinking savor. So what he is comparing it to when he says, so doth a little folly, him that is in reputation for wisdom and honor. In other words, if I have a reputation for being having wisdom and I let just a little something slip, everybody now starts saying what? I thought he was smart. I thought he was wise. But I know now that he's what? Not wise. The way McGee explained it, it says, as long as you don't open your mouth, well, nobody know you, you're a fool. But the moment you open your mouth, now, it's some people that when you, you don't know them, and when they get up and say something, they have what? Articulated or thought about what they were going to say. And then you say just the opposite. You say, wow. I didn't know uh, Elder Jones could could articulate so well because what you didn't know, but he what he persuaded you through his knowledge that he was what knowledgeable on the subject. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the, the, again, the thing that he's saying, he's contrasting because he says in one regard. You would have thought the perfume would have did what? Smell good. Until you what? It out the bottle was Oh y'all talking my language now. Until we opened the bottle and we found out that it stunk. Cause the fly got in there and the aroma was still in there. The fly was in your thought pattern. And when you open up the bottle, your thought or whatever you were doing what? Stunk. So he goes on to say a wise man's heart is at his right hand, but what? A fool's heart at his left. Now, wisdom is what? Strength. Y'all with me? Usually, your right hand is what? The strongest. And that's usually the hand of strength. And so, you want to keep wisdom close to your what? Heart. But a fool don't. He don't know no better, or she don't know no better. He just they just what use whatever is available. The right hand, yeah, yeah. And notice, notice even Sunday. What did I say when we were letting the people join? We gave them the what the right hand of fellowship. You wouldn't give them the left hand of fellowship, would you? <laughs> you they 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 look at you strange. The left hand. I ain't heard, never heard nobody say the left hand of fellowship. But in God's hands, it don't matter, does it? But he says what? A wise man's heart is at his right hand, but a fool's heart at his left. Now, remember now, it's a what? A wise man. And remember, what is the contrast? Wise and folly, a fool. Verse number three says, yea, what? Also, which means he connects these things. When he that is a fool walketh by the way, his wisdom what? Faileth. 
And he said to everyone that he is a fool. Amen. He 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 can't he can't hold his he can't hold his wisdom. If wisdom failed him, because he where is he going? Listen to what it said. Yea, also when he now who is he talking about? He's talking about the person in verse three, uh, verse two, the glass call. When he the fool. Yea, also when he that is a is a fool walketh by the what the way. His what? His wisdom faileth him, and he saith to everyone that he is a fool. He presents himself as a fool. He shows himself as a fool because he's parading himself like a fool. Because he didn't keep what? His wisdom in his what? Right hand, which was close to him. And so he just acted inappropriately. Are y'all with me? Now, Verse number four says, if the spirit of the ruler rise up against thee, leave not thy place for yielding pacified great offense. Now, what are we, what are we saying now? Uh-huh. Thy place. Stay where you at. Hold fast. Because if you rise up back at him and he the king or the ruler, then he gonna what? He gonna make an example of you. But you got to do what? You gotta hold your peace. You got to allow some things to be. Remember uh the little song that I like to sing, and if if I never remember anything else my brother in law used to sing that died recently. As he used to always say, be still, be still, God will fight your battle. And I, I used to like that song and like the hymns. He'd just go to stomping and say, be still, be still, God will fight your battle. Be still, be still, God will fight your battle. Be still, be still, God will fight your battle. God will fight your battle if you just be Still, that's it. Sometimes we want to what? Fly off the handle. We want to do what? We want to notice what he said. For yielding pacifieth. How many of you know about a pacifier? It does what? It 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 soothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it it, it takes the place of something that would have been of a nourishment. It's it's almost like a aphrodisiac for a little baby. Especially if they, you put something on there that they like. And if they gum and they love to gum that thing. Amen. But he says what? Hold your peace in other words. <coughs> now verse number 5 says. There is an evil which I have what? Seen. What's the theme now? Under the sun. Now this is Solomon's theme under the sun. As an error which proceeded from what? The ruler. Now, what, what are we saying here? Under the sun, rulers make mistakes. Are you with me? And he said he have seen this, but it occurs what he's saying is, but God does not make a mistake. Notice how he proceeds that in verse 6. 
Folly is set in great dignity, and the rich sit what? In lowest place. Now you got some fools that's got a lot of money, but they don't even know what to do with their own money. They don't. And sometimes we say they don't know what to do with their money. But the one thing they can say is, I got it, and you don't. That's what they say. That's what they say. Amen. That's what they say. But listen, money can't buy you what? Happiness or health. Now listen, amen. I like that last one, our salvation. Amen. Now, he says in verse 7, I have seen servants upon what? Horses and princes walking as servant upon the earth. Y'all got that? Now, we don't see that too often. But there are times when you can see a poor country, the servant got, the, the prince got to walk. And you can see a fool in a rich country, and he riding on a horse. It's not based on the wisdom or the position. It's based on what you have. Are you with me? Now, listen to what he says in verse 8. He that diggeth a pit shall fall into it. I, I think sometimes we don't believe that. You know that statement says if you dig one, you better dig two. But he says, he that diggeth a pit shall fall into it. And whosoever breaketh an hedge, a serpent shall bite him. Now, I was lost on that one. I was lost on that. Now, if I dig something to try to catch you in a snare, I'm about to wind up. It might not happen right then, but if you're trying to get me with something, guess who? You might get me, but guess who's going to get got with it too? Yeah, yeah. You, 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 you might think you don't got away with it, but God going to pay you back for what you did. So the next thing he said, and this really what threw me off because I had never heard this. He says, and whosoever breaketh an hedge, a serpent shall bite him. What's in the hedge? The serpent. It is. So you go to breaking something to get somebody else. And when you stick your hand in the hedge to break it, they go to snake. And not necessarily a snake, but a babbler. Are y'all with me? Listen to what he says. Whosoever removeth stones shall be hurt therewith. Does that make sense? Whosoever removeth stones shall be hurt therewith. And he that cleaveth wood shall be endangered thereby. All right, all right. The waltz was in the hedge. Cleared up everything else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But now, notice what he said. Now, one of the things that you got to understand, remember now, 
Solomon is talking from wisdom from what? A different perspective. But Solomon is saying to us, the stones were used in his day to mark. And if I tried to deceive you about your property, I would move your mark so that I would have more property than you would have. But what actually happened is it that thing came back to bite me. Y'all ain't with me. Listen to what he says now. Whosoever moves the stones shall be hurt therewith. In other words, if I stole 500 acres of land by moving the stone, when I look on the other side, somebody's going to remove mine 500. Or God going to be doing what? Brought it back to a righteousness. A God will judge it. Then he said the same thing would happen with the stone shall be in danger thereby. If an iron be blunt and he do not wit the edge, then must he put more strength, but wisdom is profitable to direct. Hmm? All right, yeah. Now, if I had a hope, and I was trying to dig with that hope, if it's not sharp, what's going to happen? I got to dig harder. I got to work harder. But wisdom will tell me to do what? Sharpen it. And if I sharpen it, now all of a sudden, it's so much easier. Are you with me? Now, if I'm doing something that is right in the eyesight of God, it is what? Sharp. And it's going to be what? Easier to do it. Now, notice what he said. Surely the serpent will bite without enchantment. And a babbler is no better. Did you get that? I really want y'all to get that now. If you're a snake charmer, what what is the snake charmer doing to the snake? He fooling around with him because the snake don't have no ears. He just playing the what? Like he like the snake following him. The snake following him because he want to bite him. Y'all ain't with me. I mean, seriously, the charmer he. You know, he he do his little thing. And the snake really not dancing to the music. The snake dancing to him. So is the what? The babbler. The babbler is moving to your, your music. But soon as your music don't play like the babbler wanted to play, the babbler going to do what? Bite you. No, a babbler is, is a person that just babbles all the time. Your your closest friend. Your closest friend. And what I mean by your closest friend, somebody that you put a lot of confidence in, you tell them all your all your business. And they're what? Babbling. They'll tell everything. Because when you turn around, they don't what? Bit you with all the information you gave them because they were just moving to your music. And as soon as you ain't have no more money or nothing to go buy them another drink with, they talk about all your business because you ain't have no money. Verse number 12 says, The words of a wise man, mouth, are precious. But the lips of a fool will what? Swallow him up himself. Sometimes we want to what? We want to defend ourselves. We want to, 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 to do things back to people. But if you just let them keep talking, you ain't got to defend yourself. They'll get their own self. Notice what it says now. 
He said the, the, the first part of that says what? The word of a wise man's mouth are precious. But the what? The lips of a fool will swallow up himself. They go to talking so much that everybody just started just looking at them like, mm-hmm, yeah. Because they just go to running off at the mouth. They ain't got nothing what really to say. They just talking. They just moving about. The beginning of the words of his mouth is what? Foolishness. And the end of his talk is what? Malicious madness. It don't get no better. They start off with a lie. And they just continue on. And sometimes, you know, we want to just tell them, why don't you just hush? Why don't you just hush? We really want to tell them, go sit down somewhere in the corner. Especially if it's a person that drank. We can't wait for them to be done drunk so much till they can go to sleep. <laughs> right or wrong. We do. We want them to what? Go sit down somewhere and go to sleep. Because they are arguing. Fuss, yeah, and, and, and all you want them to do is what? Just peace. And if you, Lord knows, if you argue back with them, it ain't gonna do nothing. But what get worse? Right. Listen to what it says. A fool also is full of words. Y'all ever seen anybody like that? You can't never tell them what nothing. They full of what words. A man cannot tell what shall be and what shall be after him. Who can tell him? But they always going to tell you. Listen to what he says. 15. The labor of the foolish weareth every one of them. Because he knoweth not how to go to the city. Woe to thee. 16. O land. When the king is a child, and thy princes eat in the morning. Now, if the king is a child, what are you going to act like? Like a child. What does a child, what's a, a, a thing that you think a child would do? There you go. That's exactly what the king do. That's just like why uh, Nebuchadnezzar's uh, replacement got into trouble. Because he got drunk and then he wanted to bring out all the silverware that was taken out of the house of God. We make what? Foolish decisions when we drunk. And not only physically drunk, but mentally drunk when we just running off at the mouth about things we don't know nothing about. Because that's a drunk too. It's not a drunk of wine. It's just a drunk in his own precepts and thoughts that he or she may have. Uh huh. Yeah. That ain't a good word. <laughs> yeah, that ain't a good word when it say whoa. That means some some destruction finna come. But notice what he says in seventeen. Bless art thou, O land, when thy king is the son of nobles, and thy princes eat in due season, for strength and not. For what? Drunkenness. Now, what's the difference between 16 and 17? He grew up knowing how to be what? How to be king. 
because he knew how to how to rule. When you don't know how to rule, you make errors. It's just like if you don't know how to be a pastor, you make errors. And if God not with you, then you're going to make errors. But it says, notice the first king, it says in 16, woe to thee, O land, or O people, when the king is a child. And thy princes, those people that are with him, eat when? No, 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 not 16 says, princes eat in what? In the morning. They don't know how to rule. You don't eat at the right time. Because you're more concerned about eating than you are about ruling. But in the 17th chapter, the king was of what? Nobility. So he knew when to eat, how to eat, and what to eat. Because if you eat the wrong thing early in the morning, you're going to get what? Sick. Then you're going to make what? Bad decisions. Then somebody's going to give you something else to make you feel better. That's some of the same things that happen in Hollywood. You have to take a pill to what? Wake up. Then you're up for so long with the pill. Now you got to take a pill to go what? Back to sleep. And some of our lives get that way sometimes. We just in and out of stuff. In and out of stuff. But 18 says, by much what? Slowfulness, the building decayeth. And through idleness of the hands, the house droppeth through. Now, Two illustrations there. The physical house and the real house. If I don't preserve myself and seek God, then my earthen house is going to what? Decay and fall through. I'm going to have diabetes. I'm going to have this. I'm going to have something else. But if I do, if I'm not slowful and I work out, if I seek God through his word, if I read his word, if I learn of him, then I'm not going to what? Fall through. Are you with me? As we try to take it on in. A feast is made for what? Laughter. And wine maketh what? Merry. But money answereth what? Except salvation. But if you got enough money, you can find out what salvation is. You really can. Because you can, you can, you can have, have the knowledge to know what salvation is. It doesn't mean you're going to accept it, but it means that you have the, the asset to get to somebody who know the Lord and let them tell you what it's all about. Now, as for the last verse, cause not the king, know not in thy thought, and curse not the rich in thy bedchamber, for a bird of the air shall carry the voice, and that which hath wings shall tell the matter. That's another proverb. So, if you're talking about Obama, trust me, somebody going to tell him you're talking about him. That's why I stopped talking about Charlie Chris. Somebody going to tell him around him bad talking Charlie Chris. What we got to understand about that one is God allowed who to be there. No matter who it is, God allowed them to be there. And so we should not be talking bad about who God has allowed. Remember, it's God that what? Raises up and God that tear it down. 
And as for that bird, that bird gonna go tell the story. It might be your closest friend. Don't went and told. They tell their best friend. Somebody else tell their best friend. Before you know it, it's don't got back to the person. All right. Are there any questions? Are there any questions? Well, that closes it for tonight. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come now to ask of thee that thou would bless this word. Let it be food and nourishment for our souls. Father, we do appreciate you tonight for all that you have done. Seal your word in our hearts that we may not sin against thee, O God. For thou art Lord and thou art King. In Jesus' name, amen.